We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye, hitting with a solo recap of the Nets win over the Wizards, 128-86. After a week full of disappointment, distractions, and everything you could think of off the court, the Nets came to play tonight against the Wizards, shorthanded, won by 42 points. We're going to jump to that in plenty more. Make sure you check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. But we all know what's been going on off the court with Kyrie Irving and the anti-Semitic documentary in which he posted on his Twitter, then his latest press conferences, and obviously the suspension that came from the Brooklyn Nets, and Kyrie recently posting an apology on Instagram. We're not going to talk about that until later on. We're going to jump into this win because this was the best win of the season. You know, anytime you win by 42 points, it's awesome, but it felt even bigger given everything else that's going on and the status and the emotions of Nets fans. You know, it was just pure chaos and disappointment on Twitter. You know, you're looking at an era of, you know, what's supposed to be championship filled or at least a couple finals runs. And it's really come to nothing. And it seems like it could potentially be at the end, but that didn't matter to this team tonight. Tonight, this team came to play. Kevin Durant led this squad to a 42 point win in which he was awesome. And the entire team just really stepped up offensively and defensively and played their game. You know, they found ways to win across the board. You know, it wasn't even just one single area in which they dominated. They did a great job taking care of the ball. Seven turnovers for a group not really having a true point guard. They shot 55% from the field, 50% from three. They won the second chance points battle 15 to eight. They won points in the paint 60 to 40. Fast break was even 10 to 10. Just a lot of great energy. And then the assists. 32 assists for this team. Ball movement was awesome. You know, you had guys like, obviously, Kevin Durant with 11 assists. Royce O'Neal had eight. Cam Thomas had a career-high six. The ball was just moving across the board. Everybody was trying to play their role and do their thing, and you saw the offense really click. And credit to everyone. And, again, credit to Kevin Durant, who easily could have packed it in and not played hard and locked in given the group that was playing. Obviously, no Kyrie Irving, no Ben Simmons. Seth Curry's still out. TJ Warren's still out. No Joe Harris not playing up to his normal level. You have every reason to lose this game. And the Nets just came out fired up. And that's something I think as a fan you can appreciate. Guys just really committing to winning the game of basketball. And that's what we saw tonight. The energy and effort level was awesome. And that was from every single player that played tonight. Nobody came in this game 
and slacked off. And that's not something you could say about them for the first eight games of the season. So credit Jock Vaughn, credit the squad, being locked in and coming to play and finding ways to have a positive impact across the board again. Like, it's not like they just shot really well. No, they played really good defense. They played with great effort. They made the extra plays. They communicated. They played a brand of team basketball we just haven't seen from this Brooklyn Nets team. And defensively, they held the Wizards to 29 points in the second half. 13 in the third quarter and 16 in the fourth quarter. You know, the Wizards aren't a world breaker. You know, they're not the best team in the league. They're probably going to miss the playoffs or at best end up in the play-in. But the Nets weren't beating every team. You know, they lost to the Pacers last Saturday. They, they needed to find a way to win and get back in the win column, and they did that. And, you know, I'll start with Kevin Durant, who finished this game with 28 points, 10 of 21 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 9 rebounds, 11 assists, 1 block, and 2 turnovers. And I think the most impressive number is probably the two turnovers, given the amount of attention he was receiving from the Wizards defense. You know, it was a constant double team. And really, KD had no issue reading that double team. You know, some of that being the Wizards making them probably a little bit too obvious in what they were trying to do and just constantly making the right pass. You know, 11 true assists. I would guess the hockey assist is probably close to double digits as well, given how he was just moving the ball, reading the defense, and finding his groove. And 10 of 21, including, you know, a disgusting crossover where you saw Gafford do a split at the free throw line and KD knock down the jumper. And then defensively, he was locked in this game as well. You know, playing good one-on-one, but also helping and not over-helping and finding a way to really impact this game. And also, uh, shout-out Chris Stapps Porzingis, who helped turn Kevin Durant up early in this one with a discussion on a foul call in that first quarter. But KD was everything you imagined tonight that you that you expect from a guy who's considered you know the best player in the world or top three player in the world. KD was dominant, and he willed his team to a win in terms of just the energy, the focus, and his team style of basketball. And, you know, I was talking to some Nets fans and, you know, it's not that the Nets play better when they're missing other stars. It's just that the offense at times can be smoother because now instead of having two isolation dominant players in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you have one and KD is a little bit smoother fit is actually a lot smoother fit into most offenses. You know, he's happy to play his role and he understands, you know, how we can have an impact if he's passing the ball. And when guys are knocking down shots and you're shooting 50% from three, it's really easy to make those passes. So KD was awesome. And we don't know what his future holds, but I think every game you see a performance like this, you just have to appreciate it. And because you don't know when you'll see a player of this caliber again in a Nets uniform. So really happy with his play. And hopefully we see that again tomorrow in the back-to-back. Also, a lot of credit to Royce O'Neal. You know, I talked about him a few episodes ago saying maybe potentially Joe Harris should start over him. Since that point, Royce has been awesome. You know, he dropped 20 points against the Bulls, 13 tonight, but eight assists, was able to kind of pick up some more of that playmaking, some of that creation, just opening, you know, hitting the openings on the floor, getting in the paint, forcing the defense to collapse, and then just hitting one of the three-point shooters or hitting a Nick Claxton for an easy dunk, whatever it is. And Royce also started this game not super aggressive, but relatively aggressive for his status and knocked down a couple shots to kind of get the get the groove moving. So happy with Royce and the way he played. Nick Claxton continues to impress and showed the improvements he made over the summer. 18 points, 9 of 10 from the field, 9 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 blocks, 0 turnovers. 
And including in those 18 points, you saw a couple grown man moves. You know, Clax backing down a smaller defender or just using his size to get an easy dunk in there. And that's something he hasn't done over the course of the last couple seasons. So happy to see him kind of assert some of his new, I guess, physical dominance or (laughs) muscle that he's put on over the summer. So happy with Clax. And I thought defensively he was really good in this game. The three blocks is awesome. But when he was switched on to Bradley Beal, he was really putting clamps down. It almost felt to a point where Bradley didn't want the switch anymore. He'd rather be on Royce one-on-one than have to deal with the length and quickness of Clack. So that's that's an impressive thing to do for you know one of the better scorers in the NBA in Bradley Beal. So Claxton continues to showcase his ability, and I think it's no coincidence he just looks better in games that Ben Simmons doesn't play because there's just more room for him to operate, and he's playing at a higher level than Ben is right now, and he's playing with a different level of aggression, and that's really helped the team on both ends of the floor. Moving over to Joe Harris, uh, Joe still looks like he's trying to get himself in shape. Finished with eight points, three of five from the field, two of four from three, four rebounds, three assists, one steal. You know, in the second half, I believe he scored all eight of his points. He started to find a little bit more of a rhythm, but you can tell sometimes just with his conditioning and his lack of off-ball movement or the lack of intent he has sometimes, considering we know how he's played the last few seasons and the way that he moves and the way that he runs, he's just not fully there from a health perspective. Maybe a couple more games, he gets a little bit more comfortable, starts knocking down a couple more shots and being a bigger part of the offense. But again, not a bad game by Joe for any standard. And I thought defensively, another solid one for him. Edmund Sumner, you know, got put into the starting lineup, finished with 11 points, three of seven from the field, one of two from three, four of four from the free throw line, four rebounds, two steals, did have two turnovers. But the area that stuck out for him was just his defense. You know, he was picking up, you know, wizard defenders at half, uh, wizard offensive players at half court, you know, just really grinding on them, forcing turnovers, just con- just constantly being a nuisance to that team. And it paid off. You know, it took them out of their sets or it forced a turnover here or there or just just created just another hurdle for them to get into their offense. So Sumner happy with his performance. He also had a nasty little fake on Kristaps Porzingis finishing in the paint. And he's another guy that just, you know, looks better when he has more space to operate when he's that one non-shooter on the floor, or maybe at, you know, best, you know, at worst, the, the second non-shooter just he needs to be able to attack the paint and get get in the lane to do his thing because that's really where he's the most effective is attacking the rim you know he did knock down a three but I want to say that was the first three he's hit all season long we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Now moving on to our guy Cam Thomas. Finally, finally got some burn this season. We've been asking for him for the last couple games. The Nets have desperately needed another ball handler, another creator. And Cam came in at 17 points, 6 of 13 from the field, 2 of 4 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal. I loved his game, and I didn't even think he was overly aggressive. I think more of those shots really came when he was in with a garbage time unit in the fourth quarter. You know, Cam did a nice job of running the pick and roll, hitting Nick Claxton for some easy oops, just finding a chemistry there. I thought even defensively he played with good effort. And just, you know, even if you watch five minutes of this game, you can see the level of chemistry and the connection he has with Kevin Durant and the confidence Kevin Durant has in Cam Thomas. And not to say Katie's not confident in the rest of the team, but it just gives you another reason to play Cam and the impact that he can have positively on the, this team with his talent. And if he's going to play with effort defensively, there's really no reason for him not to see the floor. And plus, my, plus minus is obviously not always the best at, but Cam led the Nets at plus 36 tonight. Second was KD with plus 35, but the plus 36 really fits because you could see how much smoother the offense was when KD had that playmaking outlet. And Cam Thomas was that guy, or Cam Thomas was able to kind of set up the offense and run some things while Katie was, you know, gathering the attention of a couple Wizards. So really, really happy with his performance. And it's more than obvious that he should be in this rotation, especially when Seth Curry is out. You know, it obviously gets a little more crowded when he comes back and maybe TJ Warren and then, you know, with Ben Simmons and then potentially down the line, we see Kyrie Irving back. It'll be harder to find him minutes for the time being, though. There's no reason he shouldn't continue to be, you know, the first guard off the bench. Over to Markeith Morris, you know, played a, about seven minutes, finished with three points, one of four from the field, one of two from three, two rebounds, two assists, one steal. You know, you really just, you got some filler minutes from Markeith. And there's nothing wrong with that. He he came in, did his job, missed a couple layups, but was able to knock down the three. And I think you're okay with that, especially with Utah Watanabe playing so well, who finished with 14 points, six of eight from the field, two of three from three. Utah is nine of 15 on the season from three. So he's, he's shooting very, very well from beyond the arc. Uh, Utah also had eight rebounds, one steal, two blocks. And I think, again, we talked about this in the summer when the Nets signed Utah. We talked about it during what we saw from preseason. He's just a plug-and-play player. He can just fit the offense, do his job, and play a lot of different roles. And defensively, very switchy, and just constantly plays with high energy and effort. And it's always something you can appreciate as a fan. And if he's knocking down the three ball, that's a huge factor. Just gives you that next level of spacing because we've seen the we've seen the Nets play Utah a little bit more at that five, and he's he's been okay against some of the more lanky centers in this league so a major plus looking like an excellent signing and hopefully he continues his his great play and the energy and effort in which he brings and seems like he'll be a part of this rotation moving forward for the rest of the season also touching on david duke jr uh finished with 11 points 5 8 from the field three rebounds and ddj wasn't amazing in this game but he did have a stint 
you know, I want to say early in the second quarter when KD was getting some rest, some transition buckets that helped maintain the lead. And I thought that was huge because obviously the, the offense wasn't going to be as smooth without Kevin Durant on the floor. And if you can steal a couple buckets here or there and you can attack the paint and finish on your one-on-ones, in which he did, that was huge. And I think that's kind of his progress as an NBA player. But also you want to see that three-point shot. That's always going to be what allows him to truly be a rotation guy in the NBA when he can consistently knock that down. Didn't attempt any tonight, but we'll see what happens with that moving forward. Daron Sharp, not really much for him. He played in garbage time for about seven minutes, and the only really uh, memory I have for him of this game is when he missed uh, Oop that Cam threw him, which was a, a beautiful setup from Cam, and Sharp just wasn't able to finish. But overall, just really happy with the performance of this team and the way that these guys have stepped up in a situation that just wasn't ideal. You know, nothing has been ideal for this team essentially for the last two years, but this last week has hit, you know, probably the the lowest point maybe in Nets history. I, I guess you would say in Nets history because of all the the toxic and negativity that's been surrounded with the Nets and it's just it feels like a, a constant uphill battle for them to go on the floor and get a forty two point win was huge. And talking about some of that off-the-court stuff, we did have a couple updates. Jack did an amazing job in the last solo episode talking about the issues and what's going on and how disappointed we are in Kyrie Irving and hopefully how this could potentially be resolved or there's some level of solution in the future. We saw the first step late last night. Kyrie posted on his Instagram and apologized. That was, you know, as Sean Mark said, the first step. And the Nets have obviously given Kyrie essentially a list of things in which he has to do to get back with the team. You know, giving a public apology, denouncing the documentary, um, you know, stating that it's anti-Semitic. And also it's requested that he meets with Jewish leaders in Brooklyn to kind of discuss the issue. You know, this this has to be solved. And. I think the Nets are very upset with Kyrie in the way that he handled the situation. We had some more reporting in the sense of Kyrie didn't communicate with the team for a week, you know, and Josiah was trying to essentially in good faith, you know, allow Kyrie to learn from this and resolve it himself. And that hasn't been the case and seems that Josiah is very upset. Obviously, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about Josiah and his connections or the things going on in China. I'm not going to jump into that today. Jack and I have discussed it in the past. Another note, Kyrie was also suspended from Nike. You know, it seems like he's suspended indefinitely. Maybe that could be brought back. They said they will no longer be releasing the Kyrie 8. Obviously, not not a topic I'm going to jump into a ton. Like I said, Jack did a great job talking about it. When Jack is back, we'll probably take another deep dive or discuss the current updates. But again, very disappointing, upsetting, and uh, just overall toxic and nasty and not something you want associated with the team that you root for and not something you want associated with a player that you've rooted for. And hopefully, you know, everything can come together and Kyrie can, you know, I think step in front of a mic or do an interview and really, you know, state what needs to be stated and come out and apologize publicly, I think would be a huge thing. But again, not going to jump deep into that. Uh, a couple health notes, Ben Simmons, potentially could play on Monday. It has been said the Nets did give him an MRI. Uh, the knee was drained. We'll see how he reacts, see when he's back on the floor. And Jacques Vaughn, after today's game, said Joe and Seth will be playing tomorrow against the Hornets in a game in which the Nets can win. You know, get another win in the column, see what happens. We really have absolutely no idea 
what's going to happen with this group moving forward. You know, is it going to get blown up? Are they going to stay together? Are they going to try to make moves? Is Kyrie ever going to be back with the Nets? I don't think anyone has the answers. And I don't think anyone really can say, honestly, they know exactly what's going to happen with this team because if anything, tonight was an example, they're unpredictable. You know, I don't think anyone expected a 42-point win. You know, maybe you expected a win, maybe you expected a vintage KD performance, but to come out and play the way they did and to put out their best performance without having a true head coach. You know, Jacques Vaughn is an interim head coach. The whole Emeo Doka stuff is in the background. You know, we've had Woj reports stating that the Nets kind of put that on the back burner given what was going on with Kyrie, and now they're back to the vetting pro- process on Ame Yudoka. You know, they they have to do their homework. You know, they have to do their homework on everything, and they really can't afford another negative off-the-court incident to happen, you know, the rest of the season. It's from this point on trying to, to build the credibility of the organization back up, and, you know, winning games is definitely a, a start in that area. You know, being respectable on the court, but also being respectable off the court is a huge factor as well. So we'll see what happens with this team tomorrow against the Hornets, and if they can make it two in a row. But as always, I appreciate everybody listening and check the buzz on all streaming platforms. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.